Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow, and we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I am excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way, you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to High Five Motherhood. I am so excited to talk to you today. I have so many things on my mind, so I have a lot of super, super wonderful, exciting things happening with the High Five Motherhood group, and I can't wait to share them with you, but they're kind of a surprise, so I'm going to leave you hanging for just a little bit. (laughs) So get excited for new and upcoming things. Okay, so... I just have a few things that I'm going to be um, launching coming up in the next few months. And so it's going to be really, really exciting. So I just can't wait to share that with you once it is ready and published and ready to go. So now that we've kind of had that fun little announcement out of the way, um, I, okay, so last night we had our dinner and I started cleaning up Um And I was realizing that everybody kind of was walking out of the room, (laughs) you know, slowly and just trying to make sure that mom didn't know that they were going out. And and even my husband walked out of the room and I'm like, whoa, 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 this is not okay. And so, of course, um, I, I kind of started to, you know, do cleaning and stuff on my own. But then I thought, you know, this is something that needs to be a family effort. We, we all made the mess. We all need to be willing to clean it up. And so, I always ask my children to, um, you know, take their plate and their fork and all that kind of stuff to the sink, make sure they rinse it off and put it in the dishwasher or at least to the left sink so that it's ready to go to load, um, in the next dishwasher load. But, um, I have been very adamant lately about having, um, all hands on deck and making sure that our whole family is pitching in and it's not just mom doing all the work for everybody all the time. Cause that's not, that's not joy um, in motherhood and homemaking. And that's not what families are meant to be. You know, we're, we're meant to work together and to become a team. And so I asked everybody to come in and kind of gave them all different responsibilities on um, different things they could do to kind of help clean up. And so we all started working and my husband came in, came in and um, my children and we all kind of started working together. Um, it was a little bit stressful. <laughs> And we did have to urge them quite a few times to get things moving, but we did end up getting the entire kitchen clean before um, we went in to do our scripture study and prayers as a family. And it took a little bit longer um, than I was expecting because, of course, nobody really wanted to (laughs) help out at that moment. I think we were all just kind of tired and we had a long day of, you know, fun activities of swimming and different things like that. So I think they were just exhausted, but it ended up working out. We got um, everybody to help out, and then we were able to relax and enjoy scripture study a little bit better, um, knowing that our home was clean and we didn't have to worry about anything. Um, And that was a beautiful moment to just have a clean kitchen before I went to bed. And then the next morning, I woke up to, again, a clean kitchen, and it is so just, it's rejuvenating (laughs) to have this amazingly clean kitchen, and you don't have to worry about waking up to dirty dishes and a stinky trash can and 
you know, crumbs on the floor. It was like, it was just so peaceful to just be like, I can go in my kitchen and I don't have to worry about spending the next few hours trying to clean up everybody's mess from last night and then try to get breakfast going and then clean that up. It's just like this, you know, domino effect of messes that are constantly having to be cleaned. And so, um, I definitely want to put a plug in there for those evening routines because getting that kitchen clean and just things kind of tidied up right before bed makes a huge difference the next morning. It just really, really, um, speeds up the morning routine and gets you going on the day happier and in a better mood. Um, and you're just more motivated to do things because you have the energy. You're not just, you know, bogged down and wiped out already just from waking up to seeing a dirty kitchen. (laughs) So make sure that you're, you know, doing the best you can to get those evening routines implemented and, and, um, as well as morning routines and just kind of keep on working on those. I know it, you know, it's hard to get everything all the time. You know, I've got so many challenges that I'm trying to give all of you, but just do the best you can and it'll all work out. So don't even worry. You know, if you can't do everything all at once and you're just like, there's, there's too many things that Kim is asking me to do. I just can't do all this. (laughs) That's okay. Take it one step at a time and start with one thing. So out of all the challenges I've given you, you know, start with just the evening routine, you know, or start with just time blocking or just morning routines or, you know, just setting, you know, a couple of goals for the next day, whatever it is that you want to do start out with one simple task and build up. And as you're able to create those habits, you'll be able to kind of get in this, um, like a snowball effect, you know, where you just kind of build and build and build on it until you make this huge, you know, ball so you can make a huge snowman, (laughs) so to speak. So get excited, start off with that little teeny ball that's just in your hands, rolling up one little goal, and then just slowly build, you know, rolling that into the snow and making it a big snowman. Um, once you're finished. So, okay, you totally got this now that we are in summer and we're talking about snowman, like where's Kim going today? (laughs) Sorry, random tangent. Okay. Let's dive right into the material today. So I want to talk to you about tour systems that actually work and that, that help kids to want to be involved and to really benefit from doing chores at home and just being a part of, you know, a, a team family, you know what I mean? So first things first, we have so many different chore systems that are out there. Some work and some don't. It's not necessarily the system that's in place. That is the problem. Sometimes it's just the fact that it doesn't necessarily work with our family. So we need to find a system that works specific to what our family's needs are and how we run things in our home, because there are so many ways we can do it. We just need to find one that works for us. So it's not that you are failing. It's not that your kids are failing. It's just that maybe the system that you have in place right now doesn't work if for some reason chores aren't working for you and your family. But hey, if things are working great, then keep to it. And we would love to hear in the comments, you know, all that you're doing, get on that um, High Five Motherhood Mamas group on Facebook and just start letting us know what it is that's working for you. We would love to hear your success story and, you know, send pictures of chore charts or um, different systems you have in place. If things are working great, please let us know. I would love to hear um, what you have in place because it's always fun to learn, you know, sharing is caring. So go ahead and share that if you do have something that's working great for you. As for some of us, <laughs> myself included, um, I have done tons of different chore charts throughout the years. I have done everything from magnets to papers to laminated things to dry erase boards to chalkboards, everything I can think of. And nothing has really, really stuck 
until I started implementing an actual rhythm or system in place. So you can make all the chore charts that you want, but if you don't have a system in place to actually um, work with the chart that you have, then that chart does nothing, right? So that chart is just there. It's a beautiful piece of decor on your wall or not beautiful, depending on you know how you make it, whatever. You have this you know beautiful piece of chore chart decor you know on your wall it's all cutesy and you did so many fun things with it but it's not being used it's every time you look at it it's almost like you just feel this burden of oh I really need to do that oh I really need to implement that oh I really need to get my kids to do chores but it's just not happening you know whatever the case is so there's just a lot of pressure to get moving on that chore chart but yet nothing really fully gets implemented and so it just kind of sits there nagging at you all the time so instead of you nagging the kids to get the chores done it's more like the chore charts nagging you to get working on you know your mom job right <laughs> so it's not super helpful so we want to kind of get rid of the nagging mom job feeling right and we want to actually implement something that is going to do good for our families and motivate us to work together so one of the first things that is important to do is to brainstorm, have your kiddos get together, kind of have like a family meeting and just brainstorm all the chores that they feel they can do on their own, or even just with a little bit of help that's kind of age appropriate to, to them. So for each age level that you have in your home, you're going to have different chores and responsibilities that they're going to be able to handle at their age. You don't want to assign something like mowing the lawn to a two-year-old, correct? <laughs> I mean, it just seems maddening. It's just, it's not going to work. So when we do our chores, make sure that it's something that is really going to work with their age level. You can't expect someone that can't even reach the washing machine to wash their clothes, right? So we want to make sure that we're doing things that are actually going to um, work with their age level and and their um, mentality as well. Like, you know, mentally they can only handle so much at certain ages. So we don't want to do something that is more mentally challenging than what they're able to handle because that's just going to set them up for failure and no one's gonna wanna do chores if they feel like all they're gonna do is fail, right? So we have, we brainstorm all these different chores that they can do on their own or just with your help a little bit, okay? And um, once you once you get this list, okay? So just kind of like we did with um, time blocking. We did a mind sweep, right? A, a brain dump. So you're just kind of brain dumping all the chores that are in the house or even, you know, outside in the yard, if you have like a garden or if you have pets or um, just yard work in general, you know, pulling weeds, all that kind of stuff. Um, what is it that they can do to um, have a list of chores? You know, what can they do in the house and outside of the house or even, you know, washing the car or whatever? What can they do at their age that, um, is going to work for them and be something that they can consistently do, or at least be able to be at a mindset where they can learn and it, it's going to work and grow with them, right? So after you do your brainstorming session, you have this huge list, you're going to take those chores, you know, and you're gonna you're going to teach them over time and with a lot of patience. <laughs> you're gonna teach them the chores until they really get good at them on their own. So like I said, it takes a lot of patience, but it will pay off tenfold when you're done. So don't give up on them and be patient. Like realize that they're still children and they're learning. So they're not going to get it done perfectly every time. In fact, every single time for quite some time, it will be done imperfectly. And you may have to go back through and kind of help fix a few things afterwards. But the biggest thing is to not complain and to not get mad at them or... Um, 
you know, be negative or pessimistic about it and, and get frustrated with them, right? We, we want to teach them in a powerful, encouraging, um, positive manner so that they want to do more and they want to be there to help out rather than it being this chore that they just are, you know, doing with a grudge. Like they just don't want to really do it. They just feel like, oh, no matter what, mom's not going to be you know, grateful that I did it. She's not going to think I did a good job. So whatever, I'm not going to really try. You know what I mean? We really want to do all that we can to really encourage them and be like, you know, you did such a great job. I'm so proud of you for trying and for working really hard at this. Like I can tell you really, really worked hard at cleaning the bathroom, you know, but, but maybe, you know, I could give you a little, a little trick that I learned about cleaning the mirrors and trying to get those smudges off. Let me show you something, you know, and then you can, you know, kind of show them a way to make things easier and, and how they can clean, you know, the mirror better, you know, instead of just wiping it back and forth and having it really wet, let's try to wring out all the water and like scrub in circles until we get that smudge off the mirror, you know, things like that, where we're teaching them as we go. And yes, it's going to take more time. Yes. It's going to take patience. Yes. It might be a little bit frustrating and yes, you might have to go after but without them seeing obviously, <laughs> and maybe just kind of clean up and help out. Or you can do something where like the bathrooms, like I said, you can show them a trick and you can kind of help finish up the job and get it done right at the end, but you're teaching them at the same time and they're learning. And then you let them try it next time. So they're constantly improving rather than being degraded or felt like they're kind of worthless because they just can't please mom. Right. And I've, I mean, I'm going to raise my hand right now. <laughs> I have definitely failed in this area quite a few times because I get very um, frustrated and I want things done a certain way and I really like things to be cleaned um, just, just the right way. And so sometimes I do get a little bit down on my children. So I need to be careful myself. Um, this is a reminder to me to be positive and encouraging and help them to see that they can do anything they put their mind to. They just need to be taught and they just need to you know work with mom or dad to get um, doing a little bit better each time until they can fully do it on their own the right way. And then they feel such a sense of accomplishment and so successful and it helps build their self-worth. You know, it helps them feel really, really good about themselves. And so we definitely want to do all that we can to teach them, even if it takes time. And even if it is frustrating, it's so worth it to teach them to do these chores and to not expect you know, mom to do everything. They've got to learn to do these things on their own. I mean, think about when they go to college, are you going to want them to, you know, go to college and be like, um, I don't know how to empty a dishwasher <laughs> or I don't know how to vacuum. I don't know how to mop or, you know, I, all these just very, very basic things. If, if they don't even know how to do their own laundry going to college, like how are they going to survive? <laughs> Not to mention socially, how are their roommates going to handle that and be like, dude, I have to teach you how to do laundry. Like, come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we don't want to do, we feel like sometimes we're doing them these favors by teach or not by teaching them, but by doing all of these things for them. Oh, I'll clean their room for them because they just don't have time to do it. Or, Oh, I'm going to do the dishes because they'll just end up breaking something or whatever the case is. But then you're doing yourself a disservice because later on in life, they can't do anything on their own. They're not really an adult, you know, and they have to learn from their roommates how to do laundry and other things that sh they should easily know by then. It should already be a life skill that they've learned. Um, not to mention other things like not having, you know, the self-esteem and self-worth and, you know, sense of, you know, hard work and responsibility and all these things that they learn through just basic chores. There's so many benefits to doing chores with our children and teaching them to do chores on their own. So 
like I said, it just, it gives children a sense of accomplishment. And in all honesty, chores are also shown to reduce stress and increase well-being in adults because you can finish the task and you, you just feel that you've succeeded, right? You've, um, you've set out to do something like setting a goal. You set out to do something, you do it, you do it well, it's accomplished, you feel successful. Okay. So this is kind of the process that the kids are going through as well as the adults. When we do chores around the house, when we keep things clean and we take responsibility for, you know, the, the stuff that we have, we take care of it. Um, like I said, it's also super important to just stay positive and to resist criticizing as hard as it may be. We've got to find ways to build up our children and help them to really want to do chores and help it to be an exciting, fun thing rather than this just, oh, what's the word? Drudgery? <laughs> like just this uh, gloom and doom feeling, right? We don't want that. We want them to be excited about it so that we're all willing to work as a team. And it's not like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to get my kids to do chores. You know what I mean? So let your kids do chores imperfectly, even if you can do it better, which we all know as moms, it is easier for us to do it by ourselves. We feel like we can do it better and it's just way less hassle, right? But if you teach them a little more about each chore, each time they do it, they'll learn, they'll grow, and they'll improve each time until they can do it on their own. And then you just got a huge blessing of not being able to do that chore or not having to do that chore every week by yourself. You can have someone that you've delegated it to and you can delegate it to different children, you know, each week or whatever. And so in all honesty, instead of doing the entire house by yourself, now you're able to only focus on a few things and have the kids do the other things in the house. And so we kind of just work at this as this big team and you're not doing everything all alone. And it's just like, Oh, all I do is clean. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Let's, let's create a little more joy and have a little more fun in family life by delegating and making sure that everybody's working together. That's what family life is all about. We are here to, you know, build relationships and, and create a sense of joy in our families. And it's very hard to do that when we try to just harbor all of that to ourselves. And we try to, um, I don't even know how to describe that. We just, we just try to do everything ourselves. And in the process of, you know, trying to get our kids to do it, a lot of times we micromanage them and we say, well, you need to do it this way and you need to do this and you need to do that. And you're not doing it right. And why are you doing this? You know, this way you're going to, you know, you're going to break this dish. You're going to do that. You know, whatever it ends up just kind of being like, well, I just don't want to do anything, mom. Like you're just not caring what I'm doing. You don't like what I'm doing. So why am I going to try? Right. So we want to make sure that we stay away from the negativity and the just micromanaging and trying to do it ourselves and just kind of let them take some responsibility, let them learn and grow and teach them along the way in a positive way. Right. So along with, um, all of these things that, you know, we're talking about, about keeping positive and, and being kind and things like that, encouraging them. We also want to make sure that, you know, the chore list that we give them should consist of jobs that the child can actually do. That also contributes to the entire family. So yes, it's age appropriate, but it also contributes to the entire family and not just themselves. So let me clarify. They have their own things with, you know, self-care. Okay. So that, that kind of thing shouldn't be considered a chore as in like, you know, putting away their belongings or getting dressed for the day or brushing their teeth or cleaning up the toys when they're finished playing. Those are all just personal responsibilities, things that they do to kind of take care of themselves, right? 
that's what they're responsible for. Of course, age appropriateness, right? So if they're not able to pick up their own toys, then obviously, you know, we're not expecting that. But at their age, let them do those things. And that's not considered their chore. Give them an extra chore that they do weekly. And, you know, you can have them do it every single day, the same chore every day for a week and then switch it up so that they don't get bored of that chore. But they can learn each day during that week to do that chore a little bit better until they've accomplished or feel more accomplished in that specific chore. So for example, if I give my, um, you know, daughter the bathrooms that week, you know, and Monday she does them and I say, okay, you know, let me teach you a little trick. Let's do the mirrors a little better. You know, you did a really good job on this, this, and this, and, and praise her on the things that she did well. And the next day, okay, let's work on, you know, mopping the floor, making sure we get those spots up or, you know, taking the garbages out and putting in a new garbage bag and, you know, different things like that and just teach them throughout the week. But also expect them once you've taught them to do it that much better the next time, you know, set your expectations for them so that they want to reach a higher goal and, and do better each um, and every day that they're working on that chore. So we brainstorm our chore ideas, right? We take time to teach them. And then the next step is to create a chore board or a chore system, right? So everyone is going to have a different type of system that's going to work for them and their family or a different type of chore board or jar or whatever it is that you do to, you know, kind of set things up. Once a list of chores is created, we just need to make sure that we post it where everyone can view it. Because if you make a chore board or a chore system and there's no way for anyone to see it or view it, you know, they're not, it's not in a central location and it's not something that anybody really understands or um, can figure out, you know, who has what chore when, then it's not really working, right? So I want to make sure it's just very simple, it's clear, everyone knows what needs to get done, they know what's left to do, and they know who should be doing it. It's pretty simple to just get a chart where you're saying, okay, you know, person A has this chore this week, and that's it. You know, that's all they have. They just have one chore for that week that they need to focus on, and the next week they'll have a different chore. And you can have some type of rotation system or whatever it is that, you know, works for you and your family, however you want to do it. Just keep it so it's posted up for everyone to see. It's in a central location and everybody knows what's going on and how to read it and how to make it work. So as soon as they check that that board or chart or whatever it is that you have, they know, okay, this is what I've got to get done today. I know what I need to do. I know where the supplies are. You know, that's important as well. They need to know where the cookies I cannot talk today. <laughs> Tongue tied. Um, they need to know where the cleaning supplies are for that specific chore. Um, and what they're able to use and, and what they need mom's help with. You know, there's certain chemicals, obviously, we don't want our children using um, until they're at the appropriate age to use them and things like that. So make sure that they can get to the cleaning supplies they need to, that they're able to use at their age, and the ones that they need your help with, make sure that you're able to be there with them when they need to use those. Okay, so by doing like a, a chore board or some sort of, um, chart, it sets expectations and it gives children a sense of accomplishment because they know that mom is expecting me to do these chores this week. And if I accomplish them, I am going to feel good about myself. I'm going to feel happy and I'll probably get rewarded somehow. That doesn't necessarily mean that you get paid. Some people are cool with that. They want to do an allowance for just regular chores. That's not my thing personally. I feel like that they need to do their family contributions because they're part of the family. And if they want to do something beyond that, then we can get into an allowance and they can learn how to earn money on top of what their normal um, everyday responsibilities are. 
Um, and it's cool if you think differently, that's totally fine, but that's just kind of what works for me. So for me, I think it's important to do some type of, you know, a reward system where um, if they do their chore every single day for that week and they do it well and they continue to get better every day or whatever, and they get their stars on their chart or, you know, their smiley faces, whatever it is that you do, your little check marks, then they get some type of reward at the end of the week, whether that be, you know, oh, we're going to look forward to a family movie night for all the kids that, you know, did their chores really well this week. This Saturday, we're all going to have a family movie night together with popcorn. And um, that will be your reward. And those that don't get their chores in will have to go to bed early that night. Or, you know, um, maybe they want to do a certain play date or they want to go swimming or um, maybe they want to do a family bike ride or like a mommy daughter date or a daddy Sunday or they want to um, color with mommy or, you know, whatever it is, like find some type of reward system. And again, talk with your kids and find out what things will motivate them, what things they're going to make them excited to want to check off those chores that, you know, every single day. And as they do that, they can earn these different rewards. And if you have a reward system in place, it's a lot more exciting for them to want to learn how to do the chore properly and for them to want to do the chore every single day because they have something to look forward to. Just as when we do things and we set goals, you know, in our life, if we have a reward system and we, we get to accomplish something and we get rewarded for it, it's exciting. And it's something that you want to do because you're looking forward to that, that sense of accomplishment and that reward at the end of the, you know, the end of the tunnel of whatever it is that you're doing. Right. And so that's the same thing with kids. They really, really, um, gain a lot of just empowerment from, trying to earn whatever it is their, you know, reward is at the end of the week. Um, okay. So creating that chore board or chart, something that everybody can see and they understand you want to create a chore ritual or rhythm routine, whatever you want to call it to go along with that. So we're building a chore system that goes in place along with the chore chart. If you just have a chart in place, it does nothing. Right. If you have a system in place, but nothing's written down, it's like a goal not written down. It's not accomplished. It's not going to happen. Right. So you kind of have to have both hand in hand for things to work out and really run smoothly. So we want to teach them to learn the mantra. Many hands make light work. Right. Or all hands on deck or everybody clean up, clean up, do your share. You know, that little song that we learned when we were like two, whenever that is. <laughs> Same idea. All hands need to be on deck. So when it is chore time, everybody should be doing chores at the same time because it motivates everybody else to be clean when everyone else is doing the same thing. If they're the only one that's cleaning in the house, it's not as exciting. They don't really want to do it. They kind of feel singled out, right? So we want to kind of set a time aside, just like a block of time, like you would do with our time management blocking um, podcast that we talked about. I don't know. It was like episode three, I think. Go back and look at that if you um, haven't seen our time blocking um podcast episode. Anyways, I think that was from season one. So we're in season two now. <laughs> I didn't mean to um, make that confusing. But anyways, um, we want to create a, a time block, a just carve out a specific time every single day throughout the week where the kids are going to be able to do chores all together. For us, that works really well right after breakfast. Okay, so we get um, our breakfast going as soon as everybody cleans up their breakfast and they're already in the cleanup mode because we just cleaned up all our breakfast dishes and everything. And so they're ready to do their chores. And that's just kind of a routine that we've kind of put in place 
Same thing goes for after dinner. Everybody all hands on deck and everybody helps clean up the kitchen and the downstairs so that it's ready to go for the next day. Um, so find the rhythm that works for you. Find the block of time each week, however long it is, whether it's 10 minutes or half an hour, however long you need for the chores that you know need to be done. And just kind of set that time up and say, okay, kids, this, this is our chore time. And once these chores are accomplished, then we can do, you know, such and such and such. And they can get um, rewarded, you know, throughout the week as well as that end fun reward at the end. So at the end of the week. So for example, you know, if you get your chores done today and you check it off and, and it's done correctly and everything, then you are going to be able to, um, you know, I don't know, say go swimming with, you know, mom and dad or something like that. Um, like if you have a pool in your backyard, obviously you don't want to do like a huge thing every single day. You want to just do something small. So for us, that would be, you know, Hey, we'll swim in the pool today. If you get your chores done, you know, at the end of the week, we'll have a movie night or pizza night or whatever. Um, or you can say, you know, if you get your chore done, then we're going to go play with some friends or we're going to go, you know, go for a walk or something like that, whatever it is you can just do something simple or you can just choose to do it, you know, at the end of the week and just give them maybe like a sticker each day, you know, so you got your job done sweet. I'm going to put a sticker on there. And by the end of the week, then you're going to get this um, big reward because you accomplished a week's worth of chores, you know, so you can choose how you do that, whether you want to do little things every day and then one big one at the end of the week or just one big one at the end of the week and little stickers or um, check marks or whatever give them something to look forward to is all I'm saying. So just make sure that you have some type of reward in place. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say today, <laughs> but have a reward in place. So they have something to look forward to. So at the center for parenting education, they state doing chores willingly requires mature judgment, less impulsivity and more awareness of others perspective. So children aren't born with these traits. They develop them gradually, right? And as children, they, as they grow and mature, they're able to develop them more and more and more. It's not just something that just comes. They're not just born with it. Part of our job as parents is to socialize our children during the 18 to 20 years that they live with us by helping them to develop these mature qualities, right? So let's think of the benefits of teaching them to complete chores at home because it's going to pay off in the end. So the Parenting Center states, research indicates that these children who do have a set of chores, I'm sorry, research indicates that those children who do have a set of chores have higher self-esteem, are more responsible, are better able to deal with frustration and delay gratification, all of which contribute to greater success in school, which is huge, right? We want our children to succeed. So why not give them chores to help them to learn how to be successful, okay? Research also suggests that involving children in household tasks at an early age can have a positive impact later in life, which I fully believe. I totally agree with that. Now, the best predictor of young adult success in their mid-20s okay, was that they participated in household tasks when they were three or four years old. How many of you ask your children at three or four years old to do chores? A lot of people think, oh, that's too young. They can't do anything, right? Wrong. You can teach your kids at such a young age to help out, even if they're if they're able to take a toy and put it in a bucket, they can do chores, right? Not anything huge, but they can do small things. Like you can ask them to take a fork and put it, or give it to mommy to put in the sink, you know, if they can't reach the sink, or we can put our toys in the bucket, we can clean up after ourselves. 
Um, you can help them um, learn how to like load or unload the dishwasher um, with just the basic kid stuff. So, you know, the kid cups and the kid um, plates and bowls and forks and things like that that are just plastic and they're not really going to get ruined if they accidentally drop it, right? So there's little things that you can do depending on their age, but you can do things with them when they're really little, even when they're like, you know, I don't know, a year, year and a half, they can take a dirty piece of laundry and hand it to you to put in the wash and they can help you do laundry that way or help you take clean laundry out of the dryer or hand things to you to fold or things like that. They can do a lot more than you think they can. And so make sure that you're trying to involve them at a younger age and not just waiting until they're in their teens before they can start helping out around the house. You know, kids, they also begin to view themselves as important contributors, contributors to the family. This brings connection and an increased sense of self and self-esteem. And that is so important. We need to build our kids up. We need to create that sense of self-esteem in them. They need to be able to feel they have self-worth and that they can be successful in life. And that starts in the home. And it starts with things as simple as chores, teaching them hard work, responsibility, you know, setting out a goal and accomplishing it and just feeling that, you know, success. It's super, super important. So another thing that's important is that we, as moms, just parents in general, right, moms and dads, we need to be a good role model. So we can't expect our kids to enjoy doing chores and to clean up all the time after themselves if we're not doing that ourselves, right? We need to be a good role model, okay? So we set the tone for our households. So if we aren't happy about doing chores or whatever the case may be, our kiddos won't be either. They look to us as an example, right? So in Barbara... book. I can never say her name right. Um, Kids are worth it. It's a book that she wrote. wrote. Um, She states, if parents do chores with a sense of commitment, patience, and humor, our children will have a model to do likewise. And I completely agree with that. If we choose to be committed to do our chores, to make our bed every day, obviously our kids are not going to be making their beds if we're not making ours. So if we're expecting them to make their bed every single day, but we didn't make our bed, what are they going to do? They're going to eventually fall out of that habit because they're like, well, mom didn't do it, so why do I need to do it, right? So we need to make sure that we are, we're committed to doing our part in the house as well. And we're not just having our kids as slaves, right? We're all working together as a team. We're all doing our part. We have to do it with patience because, <laughs> like I said, it takes a lot of patience to teach kids. And it takes patience ourselves to do a lot of chores as they're learning too because we have to pick up a lot of their slack as they learn, right? And just, we got to just be happy about it and just be humorous about it. And if something doesn't really work and it's imperfect, it's okay. We can laugh about it, work through it, get better and move forward. Right? So we just have to be flexible and willing to just kind of let it come and go as it happens. Just breathe through it all. Right? (laughs) Take some deep breaths. It's going to be a little challenging, but you got this, right? So, okay. The size of the tasks or if they are done imperfectly, doesn't matter, like I said, okay? It just doesn't matter. It's not important. It's the trust and responsibility and unity that chores foster that matters most, okay? So we are building so much in our children by just having them do something as simple as chores. It's amazing. I mean, we're, we're teaching them responsibility. They're learning, you know, family unity. They're, they're learning just to take care of things. You know, they're, they're learning to be respectful to their surroundings, you know, and just, like I said, take care of the things that they have. 
take care of the things around them, have respect for them, treat them well, care for them. You know, those are the things that we want them to learn, right? So kind of wrapping all of this up, last but not least, you know, each morning or each evening, you know, whatever works for your family, try to quickly, I mean, quickly, 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 <laughs> not, not flow, do it quick, <laughs> quickly review what your expectations are for your kids that day. Keep it simple, keep it fun and loving. Okay. Just go over. Okay. Such and such has this chore and you need to make your bed and you know, whatever it is, keep it simple, quick and easy. You can point to the chart, let them know what they have. They know their expectations and then get them started on the day right then. Just get moving forward. As soon as you let them know the expectations, then you get them moving on it and do it all together. It's going to make it a lot easier, a lot more fun. When we're all working together, you can even throw on a song, make it fun. Okay. So turn on their favorite song and say, okay, who can beat the song? Who can beat the music? Let's see who can get their job done before the song ends, you know, or before the short little playlist ends, depending on, you know, how long your time is that you need to do that chore. Do something to make it a little more exciting, a little more fun, and try to add just a little more joy to the mundane tasks that we have to do all the time, right? And that's the whole point of High Five Motherhood, right? We're, we're trying to put more joy and spontaneity into the mundane tasks of motherhood and homemaking life, right? We want to just make life a little more enjoyable, you know, find joy in the journey of motherhood. So do what you can, get in there, work hard. Find a system that works for you and your family. Find a chore chart that works for you and your family and get moving on it and just enjoy it. Like, don't make it harder than it has to be, right? Just keep it simple, keep it easy, and get your family working together. Create unity and create more peace and just a feeling of calm in your home for having things clean and done. It's such a, like a satisfying feeling to have everybody on board with everyone cleaning and the house just relaxing at the end of the night, knowing that everybody did a good, you know, like a job well done. So anyways, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you will learn some fun little tips and tricks about getting chore systems going and in place. And if you have things that work for you again, I would love to hear all of your ideas and thoughts. And I would love to see pictures or videos. If you have any, go ahead and post them in the comments. Um, Again, go to that High Five Motherhood Mamas group um, on Facebook. Ask to be invited to it. We will let you in and we will just, you know, bring you into the group. We want to hear all of your fun ideas and thoughts and comments. We're, we're just here to support one another, right? And um, also, if you're looking for any free printables that we've already done from previous episodes um, and other content that is fun and exciting and new, go to our, w or, um, our website. <laughs> www.highfivemotherhood.com. And I hope you have a great week, ladies. Enjoy it and get out there and get some chore charts going and systems in place. Have a great week, ladies. We'll talk to you next week. Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.